since they wanna know since they wanna know I said since they wanna know here's the formula on oh now let's go really go. We're about as uh, open for business as we can get here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we're kicking it right off with the ultimate edition of Corn Taties with Katie Potatoes. So switching things up just a little bit and having Potatoes start things off. Welcome once again. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course, Taties. You know, you're basically the co-host at this point <laughs> or a fixture. Right. I plan on featuring you in, in every episode in some capacity. So we always appreciate it, and I know the audience does as well. Thanks. I've got the time. Speaking of, um, we, we did get, we had some time and went on a bit of a walk yesterday with our, our lovely puppers, Bebop, mm-hmm. um, and you got stung by a bee right in the foot. Well, more than right in the foot, in between my big toe and my second toe. I was looking back and forth. <laughs> we were at the park, and I had just let Bebop off to go run and do his somersaults, and I look back, and you were writhing in pain. <laughs> yeah. And I had thought, like, instantly, I thought, oh, bad stub toe. I saw yeah. sandals, badly stubbed toe. Dropped my Walgreens bag. Everything. And it looked, like, extreme. And it was. And I didn't know what was going on. I was kind of between a rock and a hard place <laughs> with Bebop running in one direction. Right. However, he does listen very well. Yes. And he came running once he realized you were actually in pain. That's true. And I went over, and... You were like, I got stung by a bee, and I was—I wanted to say, "Are you sure?" But I you think had, you did say that. So, and then what? Had, what had happened? Well, you kind of explained. Well, so I was like, "Yes, I'm sure," because I had to literally pull the bee out of the side of my toe, and then I had to pull the stinger out. That is a pain I haven't felt. Yeah. In. The last time I got stung by a bee, I think I was three years old, and it was on my butt. So oh, gee. It's pretty painful. My toe was swollen. Yeah, I was it like, was a, oh my god! It was god. a harrowing event, but I made it out alive. And so that's like, you know, one thing that's happened through another quarantine. We yeah. uh, we've survived the the bee sting. Thank goodness. Of, um, the bee, bee sting, sting of twenty twenty. You I know think... what's weird? I forgot to tell you this. I... You felt bad for the bee, though. Well, too. yes, and that kind of goes along with it because last night I was just scrolling through Facebook in bed, and there was an article about how how badly the bees are needed. I'm like, what about the timing of this? How about it? But so. that's really not why this is the ultimate quarantine's right. sesh. That'd be we, sad. <laughs> we do have some news, and I kind of wanted, you know, potatoes to share with the world. Potatoes? Yes. Well, Bidness and I are having a baby. What to expect when Bidness and Potatoes is expecting <laughs> or are expecting. Yeah. Well, I'm expecting you're along for the ride. Uh, it's very true. You're the one that's pregnant. Yes. Not me. I try not to say we're pregnant. Yeah. I, I like to say mentioned. we're having a baby, but right. I'm doing the brunt of all the hard work. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And shout um, out to all the moms out there. For sure. Beautiful thing. I mean, we are super excited. Yes. It's first trimester's donezo. Mm-hmm. Thank that, God. Interestingly enough, was the entire duration of our quarantine. Yeah. Um, so we, how had that, how has that been? I mean, you had noticed we had an inkling just given that you were like so tired all yeah. of a sudden, like in sleeping and your naps were like hard sleeps. I couldn't wake like you up after an hour. Naps, yeah. Um, it's been fine. I think at first when I, I didn't know and I was so tired, I, I was like, gosh, is this just like a quarantine thing? Like, am I in a little bit of a funk? Cause it's like still March. It's ugly outside. We're we, we don't know what was happening with the coronavirus. And I was like, maybe I'm just like really fucking tired, yeah. man. And then it was like, hmm, 
maybe there is more to that than just the quarantine and being tired. So yeah, we took the pregnancy test. I I splurged on the uh, the fancy one that actually says like pregnant or not pregnant. Yeah. So there was no confusion. That's hilarious. And that was one thing that was like surprising to me when I walked in. Yeah. I touch on it a bit later in the episode with uh, Tui and Skidman. But uh-huh. when it, it just said pregnant, I was like, whoa. Yeah. I looked at you and I'm like, that's as pregnant. Like, yeah. This is unquestionably. Like, there's no, pregnant. there's not like, wait, one line or two lines. Like, what does that mean? It's just like, nope, straight up. Did you buy two tests or did it come with two? two? They two come in a package. See, like that's the way it should be because yeah. they know you're gonna need on uh, a second opinion on, yeah. on, the, on the old stick. We're just kind of like, whoa, mama. It was a um, very exciting morning for us. Uh, shock as it is for a first that we do not have children currently. Yeah. Um, we couldn't keep it much of a secret either. At you know? all, I don't think we kept. I mean, from the probably the podcast is. The only place that we didn't shout it from the rooftops Seriously. from the get-go. I mean, everyone in our family kind of knew. We're not good at keeping surprise secrets, even like giving each other Christmas presents. Yeah. I feel like we have to give good ones leading up because neither of us can contain ourselves. Yeah. So that was very similar in, in all, the, all the different like Zoom yeah. video, you know, Zoom game nights that we were playing. Like yeah. we were kind of, I would let something out here and there and then it, it <laughs> spread, but um, all is well so far. Mm-hmm. And it, it has been kind of, a weird time given that it's been scary and normally you'd been working you'd be working and going through the normal rigmarole yeah instead of being at home and constantly thinking yeah about I have I've said this before but it feels like I've been a lot I've been pregnant a lot longer than like I'm a little over 16 weeks now so I feel like I've just because it is it's like I'm not even leaving to go to work and for a while I couldn't even leave to go to the grocery store because it wasn't safe so it was like the only time I ever did anything was when we would walk bebop right and like you were saying too something you can't go to the movies right during this or like we couldn't nice go out escape. to eat or like you know like have like a fun date night to be like oh yeah like now we ha- like we are you know we've seen family we have gone out to dinner and stuff but yeah the whole first trimester it was like shit like can't really do much of anything which is good but it's hard. Yeah, I can only imagine. I, I, it's very, very eye-opening seeing a pregnant woman up close. I know carrying <laughs> the burden of having to carry a child for nine months is can be excruciating well, at I, times. Maybe not burden, but like I don't know the, if burden's the right yeah, word. I'm say but, that. you know, you are, have the honor, I guess, of carrying yeah. our child. But it's <laughs> yeah. also much of uh, baby Mahomes isn't going to listen to this one for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much. You know, I, I can see that it, it is draining at times, and I'm trying to help as much as I can. Mm-hmm. But props to you and all the Thanks. women out there that go through this process. And another thing you said in the car the other day. Oh yeah. Like we're making such like we're well we're this we're pregnant like I'm not we're pregnant but you know there's this pregnancy is just actually the like we're scratching the surface yeah as much as we put into this mentally yeah mental, yeah it's not even the beginning like you still well, have I, to I have think I child and then that starts the whole journey right. like this is I think I like compared it to like a surprise party like being pregnant is like having everybody get to the house, like leading up to the main event. And then obviously the main event is having the baby and then life there on out after it. Also, I do also want to say, since this is a quarantine thing is um, how hard it's been to not have you be at any of the appointments. I know like some people, you know, pre quarantine, like maybe the husband could go to the first or one or whatever, but like, 
like first time I heard the heartbeat, it was like I heard it and then I had to FaceTime you and then we had to try to find the heartbeat again so you could hear it. And like, you know, it's just it's not the same. And we're hoping maybe the next appointment you'll be able to come with me. Yeah. It's the only time I've ever wanted to go to the doctor's yeah. office and, and I literally haven't been able to. And I've had it get blood taken every single time from a mean lady. But She's not very nice. She's not nice. I feel like the people with the needle should be a, have a gentle bit. disposition. Yeah. She always yells at me. Well, I'm sorry about that, Potatoes. If I do get to come, I'll be, give, be sure to give her somewhat of a piece of my mind without... I don't think you'll be allowed in there. Yeah, and I don't not. think I need to get blood taken for a while, which is fine by me because I don't like that. Well, we're over the moon, Potatoes. You're an absolute beautiful, pregnant little thing. <laughs> Thank you, And Jimmy. you've been... Um, you know, handling this absolutely wonderfully. Well, obviously <laughs> there's going to be tons of little nuanced material that can come out of this, but mm-hmm. I've, that's not the important thing. I'm like, well, I'm just thinking this from the podcast yeah. perspective. <laughs> it's all about the numbers. So um, it's unbelievable. We really can't wait. And um, while I guess wait, I have you, let's talk about a few different shot caller, shot call shows that we've oh, been yeah. watching. Weird transition Hundo. off the baby. Well, we have a lot of time and it's nice. It's a nice escape from everything. Sen- yeah, for sure. And since HBO Max came out, we had discovered the search party. Love it. Very so good. Very different. Um, yeah, totally quirky take on the mystery, you know, searching for a missing girl. Mm-hmm. It's hysterical and the cast it's, it's very dark unique. Too. Yeah, it's dark comedy. It's uniquely done. The third season came out. June 25th. Yeah. So they're in HBO Max is not paying us either. This is just genuine. <laughs> We're just waiting for our sponsor- sponsorship from them. Yeah, waiting for the HBO Max money to come through. But it's been that Perry Mason show. Yeah, also, I really dig that. Noir-like. I think Matthew Rice of The Americans. Phenomenal mm. actor. I've plays the, the lead Perry Mason. And it's like sort of a prequel of sorts. Yeah, which people Perry were Mason. pissed about because they were saying like, this isn't what Perry Mason is like. Like he's a defense attorney and it isn't like they kind of portray we've only seen the first episode but he's kind of more of a a dark down on his luck that does like cheap things to get money right like taking pictures of naked men yeah the first episode's good it is yeah i'm 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 all on board oh hundo the perry mason of old is way before our time anyway yeah so maybe we'll learn something about the, the history of the character but yeah, that's been cool. And then, of course, we like to go to sleep to like some sitcoms and Fresh Prince is on HBO Max. That's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, It's bringing back so many memories, rifling through these episodes. It hadn't streamed up until now. Oh, so really? That's why I don't think we've had a chance to oh, revisit it. Oh, I didn't know that. And it's just unbelievable show. I mean, so many even pieces of my humor I can see come from mm-hmm. Will Smith and the Fresh Prince family. But... That's uh, that's all we got for this edition of Quarantades. Yeah. A huge, huge ultimate edition of Quarantades. Um, we have coming up Jake Tui, a recurring guest, and Christopher Skinman Skinner to uh, go over a little bit of more of the nuanced details of, of what to expect from a dude's perspective. And maybe in the future, Potatoes, you can get on you know a couple guests or your own mm-hmm. and talk about the woman angle, which I think is a little bit more important than <laughs> what we have. Well, to I think through. it's interesting to hear the man's point of view. All right. Well, tune in potatoes. I appreciate hey, it. I will. All right, guys. Now Thank moving you. forward, we have Jake and Skinner. Here we go. All right, boys. So we are recording now. I haven't gotten <laughs> <started> yet, <laughs> but that was the kickoff. I might actually cut that in. Um, hey, fuck it. 
let's just jump right in. Welcome to Open let's for go. Business. We have recurring guest, Jake Tui, member of the Better Business Bureau, and we have a late edition, Mr. Chris Skinman Skinner. Skinman, uh, thanks for joining. Thanks for being part of the Better Business Bureau. Tui, Absolutely. thanks for being the first recurring guest, not including Tatey's because... She's obviously a staple, but nobody can, nobody competes with quarantines. And it's a special episode. So welcome. Big one. Um, Very happy to be here again, Tim. And thanks for the late notice. No problem. <laughs> and that now, let me just, it's what to expect when business is expecting. One of the books that Skinner had actually gifted me, his wife and him had sent a, a wonderful care package with like very cool stuff. One of which was a book by uh, Adrian Culp titled, We're Pregnant which is uh, kind of a trope I've always thought was funny. Like, I don't say we're pregnant. Kate's pregnant, you know, oh. we're having a baby. But I'll tell you what. But actually pregnant. You yeah, guys Jamie, agree? Like, Jamie Tui, my dad, is so against the we're pregnant thing. Every single time that was said during Aaron's pregnancy. Uh, no, they are not pregnant. Aaron is pregnant, okay? It's like, okay, dad, like, relax. A lot of sacrifices are made on both sides. It's debatable. <laughs> I would agree that, like, yeah, you're both going through the process, but there's one person that's scientifically pregnant, and there's one person that isn't. That is correct. I mean, I mean yeah, semantics. Right. And anyway, I do, I've learned a lot from this book. Um, it keeps me on my toes. You know, it's, it's nice to follow along. It, it kind of reminds you as well, like, what is actually happening? Like, oh shit, dude, you're having a baby because it's a week by week, you know, week 15. Biologically. Right, chronological order where, you know, I kind of dig into chapter a week and it, how spot on it is with what's going on from an emotional standpoint, the urination standpoint, anything. It is to the T with what's happening in our household. But I also have noticed that the books are a little bit skewed as I've been continually reading, like, a lot of them is like how big of a piece of shit the dude is. And it's like, Hey man, by the way, maybe you should clean every once in a while and do the dishes. And I don't know if it's targeting like other men who don't already do like those sorts of chores, but you know, maybe sweep the floor if you get a moment. Have you guys seen any men shaming in the pregnancy books that you've read? And I'm not saying that this book is doing it. It's a little quips, but I, I take slight offense. I don't know. Well, opinions? I would, I would say that, you know, if you're a kind of guy that doesn't ever clean or do anything around the house, then you're probably not reading a pregnancy book either. Yeah. And Tim, though, you may be the target audience there. That's the problem, though, is like I do. <laughs> I cook a lot. I, I, I do clean. Remember, you clean each other a lot. out. I don't know. And then it's like end of the first trimester. Take babe on a shopping spree. Yeah, right. I think that's definitely where the, the skew comes into play. I think there's a lot of pro perks thrown in by the author. That's the thing. And they I were doing a favor to the mother to be. No well, shit. Well, speaking of the shopping spree thing, <clears throat> I did have a, th a, a note that I don't know if you know about. I definitely did not know about skin. I don't know about you either. So the push present was a concept that was not familiar to me. Push present. I don't understand yeah, yeah. what you're okay, saying. Okay, so great. So push present, right? So you're gonna want to. That's why get, we're here. I'm naive. Yeah, you need a present for potatoes for when she has the baby, and that's like, called a push present. Like during? Well, I don't think you want to give it during. There's a lot going on. So but, post push. Yeah. Again, we're we're really getting into semantics here, Chris. But well, 
it's a present for maybe more alliteration for the mother the push present so that's something you're going to want to think of and that's fine but like a shopping spree after the first trimester you know i have a baby on the way i don't know think that i'm going to be spending all kinds of money now like maternity clothes great but i'm trying to save every penny as possible well, after yeah. the second trimester commercial ask by the author skinner go ahead sorry uh, after the second trimester it's a new car i believe <laughs> and then baby moon i'm sure you've heard of baby moon that's i believe the trip in the seventh or eighth month where yeah. that's gotta be that's gotta well, be we were gonna do that but we by can't. quarantine exactly oh. coronavirus ixnade that luxury vacation that i was just about to afford i mean so dang. that you can just go a little bit up on the on the push present then there we go. Tickets are pretty nice cheap. Don't uh, don't count out the the flight. We just went to Door County. I think that was wonderful enough. It actually was. So probably go to Cancun for about eighty bucks. <laughs> That's another thing. It's been kind of weird, like the Corona baby sort of like trope, as well as just being in literal quarantine during this entire thing. Like I don't think we're meant to be together for every single minute of every single day during this pregnancy, at least people aren't used to it. So that's been interesting from, you know, my perspective being home and yeah. Well, so what's that been like? So you're doing all like the, the heavy doctor visits via FaceTime and she's in the room. I've only been on one. So that's what sucked is I haven't been able to go on any, but I have had like, I heard the heartbeat through FaceTime. And I actually heard it. Like, I wasn't like, yeah, maybe like the ruffle of a shirt or some shit. And it was straight. I was like, all right, there it is. Heard it. Awesome. And that's good enough for me. Now I'm the last guy that wants to go to the hospital or doctor's office ever, but it's the only time I've ever wanted to go is during this whole process. And I can't, it sucks, but whatever, you know, so So far so good. Yeah, I know I told you this before, but like the one thing in the in that first um, ultrasound when you see the baby for the first time, which scared the shit out of me, was when she was like, okay, we got a heartbeat, and it's only one heartbeat, and I was like, I didn't even consider the possibility of there being two or three or more babies in there, and I almost fainted, even though I found out it was just one legit almost fainted i mean i like, was like wait, i got lightheaded like oh oh my god like it, what could have been yeah we had actual thoughts as well that we were gonna have twins because kate's mom is a twin and somehow that can you know work out genealogy ways mm-hmm. but as soon as I, we'd found out it was one and that was it but the same thing happened and you know what it, it, it sucks like i can't experience like even that like weird thing but you know whatever I heard the heartbeat. It, it was funny when we were talking about this, Aaron, Aaron found something and it was like, oh yeah, if you want twins, you're supposed to eat yams. Everybody like, knows who, that. Who, who would do that? Yeah. I can tell you guys are just fluxed. On the, the yams, yes. I, yeah, I don't think a I mean, the yams thing is one thing, like, but who is like, yeah, I, I want twins. Like I'm, I'm going all in on twins. Unless you just wanted to knock two out right away and then just shut it down. There is a timing aspect of... I mean, that's a little, I feel like that would be a little overwhelming. Probably twice as overwhelming as one. Well, it's not like one's going to be crying and one's going to be sleeping. Unless you split them up or something. I don't know, man. Are we still on yams? We're on yeah, twins. Two yams. Twins, which are, the, which are the result of yams. 
moving forward. Um, so in like the yams bit. Call that the yams bit. It might get cut, but we, we'll keep it in because this is an over goes half my material. Mm, bullshit. I don't know. Like finding out <laughs> about finding out about like how she was pregnant. It was we'd gotten to like a tiff of sorts a couple days before. And I mean, we had known something was up, but the like fast forwarding through that whole ordeal, it was very out of character and nonsensical in, in a lot of different respects. Some would say hormonal. Now that had never really happened. So it was very shocking and like a red flag even, but not really, obviously I'd been married to uh, wonderful Katie Patates for a year now. But it didn't make a ton of sense. And then it was like, all right, two days later, we kind of knew, got the stick and it straight up was like pregnant. It wasn't a line. I didn't have to decipher anything. We went with the digital said pregnant. So how many did she do? That's what I was going to say. She got two. Seven. No, one pregnant, two pregnant, like digital. We let the battery run out on the first one. And once it went away, after three or four days, we did another same thing. And I mean, it was, it was just unquestionably pregnant. Like you look at these sticks and I'm thinking I was going to see like a line where, um, you know, the line through actually means positive or the plus means negative. And I don't know that it, it, it was a bit, um, the most eye-opening experience I've had, I'd say, in my entire life, where it was you like, better okay, get, get, better get ready. There's going to be more. Yeah, that's the thing. That was just the start, the spark. And that here, like leading on, and really that's, I don't want to talk about all you my experiences in the book, but let me go into what you guys have to say. I want to hear some information that I, you guys know that I'm not thinking about right now and <laughs> that I'm going to need to know maybe come go time. We're six months out, boys. Yeah. Well, so that, I mean, things might be a little different. I know that, uh, like right now, like they let the husband in, but like he can't leave. And if, and yeah, if, if you, you leave, leave you're right. out, which yes. is interesting because like the epidural thing, like I'll tell you what Aaron, Aaron was getting the epidural and she, like they told her you have to wait long enough before so like it, it has to be almost unbearable pain, but just right before that, it's like, how the fuck do you know, like w- at what level is unbearable pain? Like, where is like the line just below? Sweet so Jesus. finally she got it. And like, you got to leave the room because they're doing all kinds of things. It's gotta be sterile. You come back in and Aaron was like in a ton of pain. And she, I walk back in and I'm like, Hey, how we doing here? And she's just like, feel great. Feel wonderful. It's unbelievable. So that was an interesting thing, but I don't know how they'll do that now with, you know, the regulations. And what I've heard, Skinner, before you, you chime in, sorry. Um, what I've heard is I'm, we're going to have to self-quarantine two weeks leading up to the due date. And meaning, like, I'm not going to be able to go and do anything, not grocery store, not nothing. And no bars if they're open. I mean, this is in December. Lakefront. So who knows? Like we might even be in the second wave or who knows what things are going to look like. But at this point, we would both have to self-quarantine to allow me to be even to be in the room. And if I had right. a job or something that what that didn't allow that, no dice. I'm not coming in. Period. The epidural thing should be interesting, man. Yeah, I don't stand know. outside the room, no. How long did they send you away for? Like 20 minutes? I remember getting a cheeseburger. Yeah, I got a cheeseburger too. Yeah. 
Good time uh, for a quick meal. But it's like 30 minutes. Yeah, it's like 30 minutes. So, and then they feel great. And then, you know, it starts. But I'll tell, I'll tell you what else happened. I was just laying there because it takes forever. You get to the hospital. We were there at like 4 o'clock. She didn't have the baby for another 15 hours or 13 hours. So I'm just like laying there on the little, you know, side bed thing. And I asked the doctor and the nurse, I'm like, hey, like, so what am I going to be doing here? Like, what's my role? Like, I've seen plenty of movies and like, you know, there's always some different things that the the husband's doing. Well, okay. So that's Mm, not what it was. I thought it was just like, you know, moral support. I'm sitting there like wrong. They were like, you're holding a leg. Oh, I, I had called the leg yeah. material. Yeah, this is so, so, yeah. So they're like, you're holding a leg. And I was like, okay, like, let's talk about this. I'm not prepared for this. Nobody's told me about this leg holding. We're not medical so, professionals. No, we're not. But so like it, you're, you hold a leg, then there's like a nurse that holds the other leg. And she goes, yeah, and then you're going to do the countdown. So there's going to be pushes 10 seconds, like times three for every like minute or 30 seconds or whatever. So you got to count down from 10. And the funny thing that I did, like, you know, your adrenaline's like crazy and like you, you, you'll never experience this or you'd never have experienced this. But I was like, I probably did like seven or eight pushes at 10 seconds times three. And finally the doctor goes, all right, so you're going a little fast. So if you need to like keep a cadence, just look at the clock right there. And mm-hmm. I realized at that point that I had been going like, I was going like triple time. And again, when I watched the clock, it seemed like it was, it was going so much slower, so much slower than I had been counting. So we basically blew like 20 minutes. Did that speed up the birth though? No, it did not. I got stuff on that too. Well, at least you get go ahead. Skin. No, I was, I was, I agree with you. I, I was not prepped whatsoever for the hold the leg responsibility. And I mean, are we going, frank, we're going right into the birth. Go ahead, Scare. No, I, yeah, I didn't really want any part of it. I just wanted to be a bystander, a wallflower, if you will. And during our, during the first one, uh, it, ours was like yours too, eh, where I, we got there at three, two, 3 PM. And I don't think she came out until 1 AM. And in the middle of it, the doctor goes, can I use your cell phone charger? And he just hit the wall and was playing on his phone for like 90 minutes. The doctor borrowed your cell phone charger? Yeah, we were, we had a lot of downtime. Well, there is down, dad, there's definitely downtime. That's the first I've heard of a charger ask though. Yeah. I mean, why does he need, why does he have his phone in his pocket? He's probably a busy guy. In his scrubs? Yeah. I don't even know those head pockets. I think they have some solid front pocket. Action. The hold the leg thing just seemed such forced. Like I felt like we were up 15 at that point and the coach was just trying to get me some playing time. And I had, <laughs> like, I'm like, coach, this is in the bag. I like, I don't, and he's like, get in there, get in there. Oh Chris. man. <laughs> well, uh, I'm helping. I'm it's helping. Just- like I don't know. I feel like that should be part of like the the, the book classes or the or book. the book. Well, it's it's gonna happen like happen different at different places. But I've heard so many people be like, "Yeah, you hold the leg," but nobody told me that beforehand. So Tim, for your benefit, I'm glad we're having this conversation. Right. Another thing have have an answer ready for. Do you want to cut the umbilical cord? Right. Yeah. I said no. They shoved that right in your face. Yeah. No. And thank I was like, you. So. 
not Just medical ready for professional. That. I don't belong in like I, I belong. I, I want to be there, but I don't want anything to do with any utensils, right? Or I mean, spur Nate, holding. Nate Bargatze's got a great bit about that. He's like, I don't know if it's not cheaper. Why am I doing it? You're you went to doctor school for this. Right. It's like, but the, it's like you just have this very emotional experience, and like you're looking at your baby for the first time, and they shove an umbilical cord in your face. You're like, you want to cut it? And you're like, but I guess some people do. Yeah, I, you got to pass on that. And if be, you, you got to be strong, Tim, because they're going to try and pressure you into it. Oh, I just, I was like, no. Yeah. And they, they caught where I was coming from. <laughs> did you, uh, did you bring a playlist? Yeah. Did you get asked to put on music even though you didn't bring a playlist? That's that's <laughs> pressure. Oh, okay, let's hear this one. No, you, you go to a you go to a party with a couple friends and someone's like put on music. Someone's like, Yeah, sure, I'll throw on whatever I'm listening to. You're in the in the birthing room with four nurses and a doctor and they're like, What do you got? What do you got on there? I'm like no, this is yeah. not the, this is not the time for my recently listened to. Not to mention you don't you don't know their sensibilities whatsoever. And I put a lot of pressure on myself when someone asks me to share a playlist. Right. Well, I'm sorry, the nurses or the doctor asked for you to put on a playlist? It was the nurses. Again, we had a lot of downtime and you <laughs> but like you what get is, through the Jet, soft I mean, conversation. The doctor was plugging his phone in. Right. And the nurses don't really give a shit about you. They'd rather listen to music. So Yeah, but like, like, you know, your wife is kind of the star of the show at this point. Right. And she's like, yeah, Chris, put on some music. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, and you declined? I held my ground. I'm not, wow. not going to remember the first moments of my daughter's life as like track eight on the worst <laughs> playlist of, of that quarter. <laughs> Oh, that is a lot of pressure. I did not have that experience. But I guess, Tim, to, to the point, you know, if we're trying to be ultra prepared here, maybe have a playlist ready. I will it's now. something to think That's about. why we're talking, yeah. That's why we're talking about this. And, like, what else am I not thinking about, like, leading? Let's, like, talk leading up. Let's take yeah. one step back. Like, I know we have – there are so many things that we haven't even thought of. Packing and, and your bags. Like overrated birthing plan it's like do you want a water baby or birth and i'm like absolutely not you know that's just not our forte um like it's come up with the birthing plan do all this and it's like well we're doing it at the hospital but i know that there's a shitload of things that we're forgetting and not preparing for even though i know we're six months out this first three months has gone by extremely quick like yeah hit me it's, hit me with it's something. gonna it's gonna well i think you need to be ready for like the the fact is like this is gonna be here before you know it like when it was like at nine months you're like nine months that seems like forever from now and now you're at six months like this baby's coming out like basically next week that's what it feels like that feels like forever when you're not drinking for nine months well yeah you get Um, that luxury and you got to take advantage of it well and the other thing one, one thing i did not do in preparation um, you're going to want to put the car seat in because let me tell you what I did. She was a little bit early, but only a couple days. Like this should have been done. And I'm in the hospital or I'm in the hospital parking lot watching YouTube, YouTube videos, videos. No way. how to, in- <laughs> how to install the car seat. And I had given it an effort and it just like, I couldn't figure it out. 
And then finally, like I'm in there, I'm out there for like 45 minutes and I finally get the thing in there, but I did it wrong. You're supposed to have it like inspected by like, you know, a fireman or yeah. They, and yeah. The, that's bullshit too. They say like, yeah, any fire, fire, uh, fire station will do it wrong. There's like one in Chicago that'll do it. Then they say to go to like a dealership, you go to the dealership, they're like, nope, there's only like the Lexus dealership across the street does it. Like, I don't drive a Lexus, it, but it's like, there are very, there are so many fewer inspection places in the, in the Chicagoland area than they make it sound like. So after I took it over there afterwards, the guy was like, yeah, you did an okay job, but like, this is definitely not right. And what not percentage of people are getting this thing actually checked out? What's, I mean, he was it. Like I had it in the middle seat, which is you're not supposed to do that. I'm just saying. My I'm question is, what percentage years. of people do that? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of idiots out there, so probably not as many as that, that should. But you know, just get the fucking thing in there and forget about it. You'll feel a lot better about it. That's an easy win, Tim. You got to yeah. take the easy wins. It's a low-hanging fruit. Yeah, that's an industry term. Okay. Um. So I guess. My next question, hold on. I feel like I have to sneeze. Take your time. Hey, don't cut that. I guess I don't really have a next question. What else do you guys got for me? Because I know there's a tons of shit we haven't think we haven't even set up anything. Like we have we don't have anything baby related yet. Oh, you're gonna want to do that. Yeah. We have nothing. I was lucky. My when I came home from work one day, my father in law was here and he had set up the whole crib. That was nice, but you probably should do that. That's a good thing to check off the list. I wouldn't call it uh, an easy win, but get yeah. that taken care of. Uh, the baby's got to sleep somewhere, Tim. I don't know. Well, if that's the problem. But, also, that but here's the, the thing, though. Yet. They stay. They they sleep in your room for the first six months at least. But that was a question. Oh, we didn't do that. No. That we was a question I had. That was well, a question I had. The doctor will tell you that the. It is recommended for a year. You will not do a year. Uh, six months is when we, I think, pulled the trigger and put her in her crib. Um, I can get into a whole sleep training thing here too. I got some good. So first of I all, got some good advice. The worst thing that somebody expectations are very important. So for like not only like how long the whole birthing process will take, but for the like when they will actually sleep through the night because truly when you get to that point it is it is truly a game changer which you know should be obvious but i had assholes telling me at like three oh yeah she's two months old in a month she'll be sleeping through the night yeah my daughter my son 12 hours through the night at, at three months so i'm sitting there like all i gotta do is get through this next month and we're good she did not sleep through the night until about six months so i had a bunch of assholes tell me this and if you are expecting that you're gonna be let down and it's like a bonus if she does. Skinner, I will ask you, you have two examples. Where were you at? Honestly, I don't have a good recollection of those periods in my life just because of this sleep deprivation. I know that Gwen, the first one was longer. But yeah, I honestly, like I got through it by if the babies. So first of all, you have two people, Tim use use yourselves independently like there's no reason for both of you to lose sleep every single night we like we switched off as soon yep. as we got into a little routine yeah so then you can get a full night's sleep and then one person goes through hell and then flip-flop 
But when you got that hell night and the baby's waking up every 90 minutes and it's like, it's literally torture. I just, I popped the headphones on and watched Netflix until it falls back asleep. And then we just, I just did it again every two hours. So I would say that the other thing is like, we got a reclining glider and there was some, you know, back and forth debate between me and my wife, if we should get the recliner or not. Best thing ever. Like because for you when we were for the baby? No, because when we were getting like the, the hell nights, like if you just had her and just held her there, you could pop the recliner back a little bit and then actually sleep a little. Right. And you're not really sleeping, but like a little bit helps. Well, you're not really sleeping for six months. To yeah. Be fair. yeah. And that was a little bit later in the outline. It was like the whole joke that I was getting sick of is everyone's like, sleep now. And I was going to say like, yeah, I get it. Like everyone says that like sleep now, nah, dude, it's so I'm fucked. Yeah. No, you, you just, but if you, if you realize you're going to be fucked then you're, you know, it's a little easier to take. Well, right. yeah, I, mean, I have a dog. So it's basically, it was the same thing when we were potty training him when he was a puppy. Oh, right? here we fucking go. Yeah. No, you're, yeah, that's exactly the same thing. You're ready. Skinner said I was prepared basically. Yeah. <laughs> I had two dogs before the two kids. It was, the kids were easy. Shootsy scores. Yeah, that's well, not true whatsoever. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying that shtick anymore. It's like, but that's the... like, shut the fuck up, dude. You have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the point I was going to say about the sleep training thing is that, and skin, I don't know if this is easier. It's got to be easier the second time. But it's very difficult to hear them like screaming and you've never gone through this before. But like once you can get through just letting them scream it out, it's like yeah. three days of that and then they sleep. It's insane. And like we had people tell us this. It was just very difficult for my better half to not go in there after like, you know, two hours of like letting it, letting her go and scream. It was, it's really tough, but you got to get through that. And the earlier you get through that, the better your life's going to be. No doubt. You actually did like, you know, you, whenever, whenever the kid wakes up after a couple hours or whatever, you let it scream for 15 minutes and then go in there and then the next day you do 30 minutes and then you just wean the kid off of it and it, i mean that's pretty much what we stuck to and it worked pretty well a lot of screaming it sounds like though. oh yeah there's gonna be a lot of screaming Tui, did you buy any of those like the robot rocker shit and, oh like... i had well so i i actually was gonna say that we didn't buy a ton of that stuff but like we were gifted a ton of that stuff yeah and you have like, all this new shit sitting around like oh this thing this thing looks like it's gonna be fun forever yeah but and, then, like the thing that's the robot rocker right like that thing's fucking worthless after three months yeah but and, like we tried it two times and she didn't had, like it twice we had like a half a dozen spared no expense baby sleep oh. assistant toys and then the fucking the doctor's like well you don't want the baby to rely on this so use it sparingly and i'm like i got an oh, arsenal here off, ready for a small yeah. war and <laughs> my wife's like well we can't use that like just just go in there i know well, it's 1 30 and you got a sales call at 7 a.m <laughs> <laughs> this is well, this is your night but there's like there's some there are some things that we, we use, like the rock and play thing, that thing, like she would fall asleep in that. Yeah. And like for anybody to tell you like to use it sparingly when it's like the one solution that you have can go fuck off. Right. Because she would, we just like wrap her up, put it in that thing and she would sleep. She wouldn't sleep in like eight of the other 10 things, but 
you find the thing that works. I mean, like I can't imagine how many thousands of dollars were wasted on things that were, were totally worthless because they were too small after three months. So Tim, we, between us, we have a lot of things that don't work that we can give you pretty, pretty quickly here. Chutsy scores. All right. I'll take it. <laughs> it, it. I mean, it's bad. But that's the other thing is like, I have a question. It's like the first six months, the concern is we are in an apartment. It's decently sized, but it's absolutely one bedroom and a living room. And that's it. What, how is that going to look in a, a pretty small place in the city for a newborn and all the would, shit that we're going to get? I would keep the newborn in the living room and whoever's staying up with it sleep on the couch and That's let not the a person bad idea. in bed just get a, a real sleep. Do your walls go up to the ceiling? Yeah, in this apartment it does. It's good. That's good. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Doors um, and everything. Yeah, it's good to have doors. But you're, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to be up a lot. So whoever's sleeping on the couch, you know, that's, it's right. Who cares? Yeah. Patates um, is scared of it. She just raised both hands, which is our silent indicator during scary movies that she's scared of it. Scared of what? She should be scared of a lot everything. Of everything. What's her, what's her proposal? If I'm scared of it, and then well, I say Garrett because uh, I just say Garrett sometimes. Then I have to raise my hand. I'm like, I'm a little bit scared of it, but then I'm a lot of scared of it. Patay oh, wow. just raised both. She just raised both hands from across. Wait, so what room. is she scared of? Scared? Not everything, I think. But something, it's like, I think Skinner's proposal is actually. I'm all about the couch thing. We kind of are already doing that. <laughs> well, you got to I mean, give seriously, her Seriously, like, her hips, like, she sleeps better on the couch, like, the way that, that like, our bed is shaped, I guess. Not shaped. It's a standard queen size bed. The way the way <laughs> that like it sinks, sort of it custom. affects our hips in a certain aspect. All right, boys. Well, thank you so much for jumping on over for business on the special episode, pregnancy episode. Skin man, thanks for the first go around. You're definitely a part of the Better Business Bureau. And uh, Tui, of course, recurring guest. We're gonna have you guys on again. I appreciate all the pointers. And uh, yeah, until next time, thanks. Since they wanna know, since they wanna know, I said, since they wanna know, here's the formula on O, now let's go. Since they wanna know, since they wanna know, second round's on me. Trice, Emil hit him, let's go! Old Trice, the giant standing a 5'8 stature, back with a second album supplying your fear factor. But Joe ain't the host, my nigga, you have access to the most. Noted flow on Shady's faction, I ain't being cocky, if so, set my apology. Except, no, I process my thoughts logically. First week sales, tops to toe from Tsunami. But haters like to yell, it's the white boy behind me. You couldn't inhale a flow that's more grimy. It would still prevail if another label signed me. Obi so timely, must Obi remind him. The first nigga to shine solo from the place you find him. Native Detroit, a ghetto reporter. Hit you with some heavy metal for supporting with your quarters. A little something different from the homie from Michigan. Basically, Obi's ripping on any instrument he's giving. Come on.
in the whip. All foes say they ain't fucking with try shit. Somebody's lying. I'm undenying. Denying me means that the driver got influence over you on certain things. Be distinguished. Just cause you ain't feeling his favorite MC don't mean you speak no English. Hop out the car. Catch the bus. At least you be established as the man that you are. I hate to take it so far and so tedious, but niggas bleed like bitches. I'm truly believing this. Once a month, they wake up with a OB tampon inserted in their nuts. Give them the flux, cause my bucks is up. And no, this ain't eBay, so please be easy. Gotta be delusional to think OB is losing, yo. Let them get a whip of some shit, they quick to abuse it, though. They wanna know. Selling when I hit him with Van Helen, but it's just the man from the ghetto rebelling. Rebel without a cause, cause I'm in them Superman draws, running around the shack. Mama had his living, now your man's living an inch from truly killing him. All due to ambition, a gift given from the man who invented him. When the system screws just like little Tim and him, but bless the child who maneuvers the senses then. Spitting venom had them same dudes interested in him. My vision's unlimited. Music's my outlet. I rock an outfit for all the foul shit I witness. Make it my business to get a listener. One clear description. If you're hearing them, you will catch what I'm pitching. Guarantee it served your addiction. Come on. Since they wanna know